I'm Charlotte. And I'm Dina. Welcome to The Grim Curriculum. So we had a few of you guys guess or try to guess what fun cryptid we were gonna be covering today on Twitter. You guys did a really good job. Yeah. I was impressed. I remember I posted it and I was like, can you guys guess who our first cryptid is? And we just got like, Mothman, 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 Mothman. So, so you know, well done guys. Good job guys. Gold star. If you are joining us for the first time, hello! Hello! We are a true crime podcast with a focus on old-timey crimies, although sometimes more current cases do catch our eye. And sometimes we enjoy exploring other weird topics. Like our Haunted Dolls episode. So if you like learning about all that disturbing stuff... Or getting some of that sweet, sweet nightmare fuel... You are gonna have a wonderful time with us! So grab a seat and let's dive right into today's case. Today is actually a pretty special episode because we are covering our very first cryptid. That's right, we're covering, as you may have guessed already, the one, the only, Mothman. Yay! We just finished our three-part series on the Hinterkaifeck murders, and we wanted to cover something a little bit more fun, and I don't think we could have picked a better topic for today. And plus, next week it's gonna get pretty rough again, so in the meantime, let's, let's enjoy some fun cryptid stuff together. Now, personally, I will admit that before we started on this episode, I didn't know a ton about the history of Mothman, but what I did know came from the 2002 movie, The Mothman Prophecies. I remember watching it when I was younger, some of you guys might remember it too, and (laughs) I was a huge fan of horror and just like weird movies, not that that's like a surprise to anyone, but I remember the idea of a giant like man bird with glowing red eyes being really, really scary to me. In the movie, if you haven't seen it yet, it's decent. It's got a pretty solid early 2000s cast, and I enjoyed it when it uh, came out. But honestly, it made me kind of wonder about where all of this came from, and that's why I was so excited to work <laughs> on this episode with you, Charlotte. There are so many articles, news stories, and just so much overall information to unpack that I very quickly saw that there is a lot more than meets the eye here. This is a growing theme for us. Oh, for sure. And I actually haven't, as much as I love Mothman, he's one of my favorite cryptids. I haven't actually seen the movie, so now it's on my list to actually go back and watch. Richard Gere is in it. Which is like, that's like having like Meryl Streep in it. Right? Like, (laughs) Like, that's such a big name. So, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check it out. But, like, Mothman is one of my favorite cryptids, but I I was really thinking about it and digging down, and I was like, I'm not really sure why he's, like, really gripped me. So, I kind of was thinking about it at work, and, like you know, what is it about him, but I think it's it's kind of like that old-timey, like, black-and-white horror movie kind of feel that you would, like, go to the drive-in, and it'd be, like, I don't know, some silly, like, the blob or whatever. I can picture it. Right? I love it, yeah. And, like, I'd, I'd heard of him before, but it wasn't actually until a few years ago that I watched, I think it came up on my YouTube, and I was like, what is this? And then I went down the rabbit hole, watched a whole bunch of videos, did a bunch of research, and then I fell in love, and then all the recent pop culture stuff is also so much fun, There's and I so love much. all the little critters and everything, so... It's hard not to love Mothman, like, as a character, as the legend, so I'm really excited. This is going to be a really, really fun episode, you guys. I think so, too. So, who or what is the Mothman? Mothman is a humanoid winged creature that was reported to have been seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 16th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. Although as we get into more, you're going to see that these stories have been going around for much longer than that and that they still continue to this day. It all started, as it often does in the press, where after the first sighting, papers read, Couple see man-sized bird, creature, something. 
The story spread like wildfire, and soon enough it was been talked about all over the United States and eventually the world. Mothman is known for his huge appearance. Some witnesses have reported seeing a creature as tall as 8 feet. His body is shaped like a man's, but he has large, usually black wings. His head is reported as very low set, and sometimes he is reported as having no head at all. One of the things that stands out the most about Mothman are the glowing red eyes witnesses have reported seeing. These are not human eyes. People who have seen Mothman describe seeing huge red glowing eyes that either make you feel absolute dread or put you into a trance. Mothman is either seen standing on two legs like a man or flying at incredible speeds. He's usually described as a very dark color, but some witnesses have reported the creature that they saw was gray, brown, or black. So this thing runs and it flies. It runs and flies very quickly, which when you think about the fact that some people are reporting this thing to be eight feet tall, that's pretty terrifying. Especially considering witnesses have reported a wingspan of up to 15 feet. Sightings of Mothman are often followed by tragedy, death, and overall bad times. It's always interesting to me when it comes to things like this, because at the end of the day, we haven't discovered every creature that's out there. That's so true. There's so many new species being discovered to this day, and something to consider when you have mass reportings like this with such similar stories. However, we fully plan to approach this from both sides of the spectrum so that we will also acknowledge the fact that people also see things incorrectly or just make things up. And we are very curious to know where you end up by the end of this episode. So when did this all start? Mothman was officially reported on November 15, 1966 by two couples who were from Point Pleasant. And we want to clarify something. This was the first time these reports were officially made. Folks have reported seeing strange things here for many years prior. One night, Roger and Linda Scarberry, along with their friends Steve and Mary Millette, were driving along in what is called the TNT area of the McClintic Wildlife Management Area. Now before we get any further into this sighting, we want to talk a bit about what the TNT area of McClintic Wildlife Management Area actually was. Man, that is a mouthful. That is really a mouthful, <laughs> holy crap. If you go to the Wikipedia page that they have set up, they talk about how you can hunt a variety of animals, including deer, rabbit, waterfowl, woodcock, and turkey, as well as many fishing opportunities in the 29 ponds made available. They also mention one other thing in passing, that this is a 3,655 acre area of former wartime industrial land that still contains stored explosives. Hence the name T&T area. Wow. During World War II, more than 8,000 acres of land was dedicated to a facility that manufactured ammunition. At one point, they had over 1,000 people working there. That is an absolutely massive expanse of land. If you have a tough time visualizing that like I did, I did the math and it's roughly the size of 6,000 football fields. So that's a lot of football fields. Yeah, <laughs> the area was pretty much abandoned after the war, but they left behind a bunch of bunkers that are covered up by a thick layer of dirt and grass. In these bunker are those explosives. Basically, the area has these bunkers kind of hidden everywhere, and it was converted into a wildlife area and landfill. They eventually realized that the byproducts from the explosives were leaching into the land and is now considered on the list of the EPA's national priorities for hazardous waste. And I want to add something kind of cool that I noticed because I wanted to see what this place looked like, so I looked it up on Google Maps. And there isn't a lot that you can, like, click and see on Street View, but you can click and see one of the bunkers and, like, look around it. It's pretty cool. It's huge. That's really neat. Yeah, it's massive. There's a lot of graffiti and stuff there, but it is creepy as fuck. I've always been interested in, like, urban exploration. Like, I mean, I'm not... 
don't tell anybody about breaking the law, but like I would totally like I really wanted to go see the um, Alberta Hospital, the abandoned asylum that you could go run around in in Edmonton, but I think they demolished it. But yeah. So anyways, the two couples were driving through this area between 11:30 p.m. and midnight when they saw the creature near an old power plant that was close to the old National Guard armory building that's there. What they first noticed about the huge gray creature were its giant glowing red eyes. The creature was standing on its hind legs and it didn't take long before the couples realized that they had to leave immediately. And so they floored it and they took off away from the power plant and the creature that they just saw. To their horror, the creature not only began to follow them, it began to chase them at speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. And we're Canadian, so we had to convert that. So that's about 160 kilometers an hour. That's incredibly fast. What kind of creature moves that fast? They reported that it hovered over the car, flew next to it, and chased it. I would poop my pants. I, you, yeah, you would definitely, even if you were an atheist, you'd start being like, okay, who am I praying to now? Honestly, I feel like if at least, like, two out of four of the people in that car didn't poop themselves, I am shocked. I I would be shocked. Although, they did say that the creature was incredibly fast when flying, but really clumsy when it ran, which does paint something of a humorous picture. I feel like this giant-ass wing thing just, like, clamoring at you all clumsy. Oh, That's no. scary! Yeah, it's all yeah, terrible. okay, yeah, yeah, I'm... <laughs> For some reason, I picture it walking, like, on two legs, but, like, kind of wobbling from side to side like its knees don't bend. That's so scary! I guess it would be scary in the dark. Would... Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way. I feel like either way, if a giant fucking mothman is chasing you, it doesn't matter if he is dancing towards you. It doesn't matter if he's waltzing towards you. Like, it is bad. Yeah, you're gonna you're have right, a bad you're time. Right. I, you know what? Maybe in my head I'm picturing like the cartoon version of this. And oh my god, absolutely. So that's why it's like a little more jovial to me. A cute little moth. But doll. if you picture it kind of like, I don't know, a Dark Souls boss or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like, you know, the music starts and this thing is coming towards you. Now I'm like, okay, I wanna pause the game, please. Uh, I'm done playing. <laughs> Thank you. They finally got back to the downtown area of Point Pleasant when they turned around and they saw the creature again. They said it felt like it was waiting for them. The creature ran back into the field and the terrified witnesses reported it to the local police right away. They said that the creature's eyes only glowed red when they shone their lights on it and it seemed to dislike the lights and that it wanted to stay away from them. They also described the creature as a man with wings, but they said that the head of the creature wasn't really an outstanding characteristic. It does seem somewhat counterintuitive that it's known as the Mothman, but that it didn't like lights. It It is true. It's it, it's like you would expect it to want to flock to the lights, right? Can you imagine if they shone the light at it and it just, like, flew oh, right at them? Okay, now, now I'm scared. Like, that image is very, yeah, no, not a fan of that. They did say that the creature was not similar to something like a bat, but compared it to maybe how you would visualize as an angel. These original witnesses were absolutely rattled by this experience. Roger Scarberry was quoted as saying, If I had seen it while I was by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of us. They said that the last thing that they heard was from the creature was the sound of its wings flapping and that it flew straight up like a helicopter would, but that it was definitely what they thought was an animal. They also said it was just unlike anything they'd ever seen before. That's one hell of a double date. Right? Oh my god. The two couples maintained that they were serious about the sighting and that this wasn't a prank or anything. My first thought to all of this was probably the same as most of yours. (laughs) Were they high? 
But uh, they were adamant that they had been 100% sober when this happened. I also think that had they been high, maybe on LSD, because it was the 60s after all, that they wouldn't have been so keen to go to the police with their story right away like they did. That being said, although I'm not a partaker in psychedelics myself, I have heard that it's totally possible for like a group experience where you all say the same thing or have the same hallucination. I mean, that's definitely, who knows? It's, it's so hard to say, but I think at the end of the day, you're 100% right. Like, if they were wasted mm-hmm. or, like, just, like, completely just, like, tripping balls, their first reaction wouldn't have been to go to the police. And it no. was. That was the first thing that they did. And they weren't the only ones who saw the creature during this time. A local paper reported that around the course of three days, at least eight sightings have been reported. At this time, a Dr. Robert L. Smith, who was the Associate Professor of Wildlife Biology at West Virginia University, stated that the creature was most likely a sandhill crane and that it was possible that it diverted from its migration route and it was not a common bird to see in the area. The sandhill crane is a species of large crane found in North America and most northeastern parts of Siberia. The adults are gray and their feathers are often worn and stained, especially during the migration season. They weigh up to 10 pounds and have a wingspan of almost 80 inches or 200 centimeters. That is a big bird. We also want to point out that the Sandhill Crane often has reddish coloring around its eyes. Two volunteer firefighters also saw the creature a few days after and described it as a large bird with red eyes. George Johnson, the sheriff for Mason County, reported that he believed the sightings were due to an abnormally large heron that he called a shite poke, which is basically just a large crane-type bird. I googled shite poke yeah. because I wasn't sure if this was, like, a real thing or just some, like, old man word, <laughs> and it is a real thing. So now, I believe I, it. Some of you listening might be wondering, and I will stop <laughs> you. I will save you from that. Now you know. Shite poke. <laughs> uh, a contractor named Newell Partridge told George Johnson that when he saw the creature, he aimed his flashlight at it to get a better look. When he did this, his eyes began to glow like bicycle reflectors. He also reported strange occurrences around his home, like strange buzzing sounds coming from his TV and his dog disappearing on Mothman. And the sightings didn't stop there. Faye Lepore also reported seeing Mothman in 1966. She was out with her older brother and two other siblings. They had heard about the sightings and wanted to find Mothman themselves. They headed to the TNT area, hoping to run into the creature people had reported seeing. Faye claims that they were driving along in their car when she noticed that her brother was looking just past her with a horrified look on his face. He told her there was something beside her window as they were driving. She turned to look at it and saw a giant man-like creature keeping up with the car chasing it. Oh my god. See this, okay, now we're going back to like what would that have looked like running after your car. And you're so right. It is terrifying no matter how you try to twist it. You poop your pants. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, like, I'm actually like being 100% serious. I feel like if you saw this, you would, your body would naturally just relieve its bowels and you would be done. (laughs) Full fight or fight mode. There's an eight foot moth man following you at speed. Yeah. No, thank you. No. Zero out of ten. (laughs) But what Faye did say was what stood out to her the most were the red eyes. She later reported, I've still not seen that kind of red in today's world. They quickly took off after getting what she described as a good look at the creature. Faye returned the following day with her older brother to see if they could get a glimpse of the creature again, which is pretty brave considering what we've just discussed in detail. And we didn't mention this earlier, but the, the two couples that saw him originally the two men actually said that they were going to come back the next day too so this is like multiple people who are seeing it and then being like i think i want to see it again 
Oh my god. Men. Right. Although Faye is not a man, so maybe it's just the people in the 60s. Maybe, you know what? In the 60s, they, they were braver. They built them different. Well, they built them different. Yeah, we're just a bunch of sensitive kids out here in uh, 2022 yeah, just, not chasing you know. Mothman. I'm sorry, I value my life and I want to be eaten yeah, by a as fucking much, Mothman. As much as I love him, we just don't know enough about him and you don't know what he eats. We can love him without like wanting to. F- I, you know what? Him. I fucking love hammerhead sharks, but I wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of one. Amen. This time, they weren't the only ones there. The military had shown up and barricaded the area off. They were quickly told to leave and were threatened with arrest if they didn't. Linda Sigmund of Ohio was 16 when she saw Mothman. Her and her boyfriend were going for a drive when they pulled off to the side of the road. They were looking up at the stars when they saw a bright light that flew about 10 feet above their car. They reported that it filled the car up with a bright white light and that they drove away quickly. The couple reported that as they drove around the corner, she saw a black object flying along with the craft. She described that object as being a man shaped with wings. So, what was this creature? While there are many theories, and don't worry, we're going to be getting to those later, but one of the things that many people seem to agree on was that seeing the creature was not exactly a good thing to have happen to you. In fact, many people began to believe that the Mothman was a bad omen. And the Silver Bridge incident of 1967 really solidified that for a lot of people. We can't really talk about Mothman without talking about the Silver Bridge collapse of 1967. This was a terrible and tragic accident, and there were many people who believed that Mothman was somehow involved, while other people think that Mothman was trying to warn people about the terrible thing that was about to happen. The Silver Bridge was the first I-bar suspension bridge that was built in the United States. It was completed in 1928 and was considered an engineering marvel. It was a two-lane, 1,760-foot-long bridge that spanned across the Ohio River between Point Pleasant and Gallipoli. Unfortunately, it seems like it may have been doomed from the start. When it was originally being built, corners were cut to save money, and rather than being suspended with traditional cable wires, a less expensive alternative was chosen. This design was what gained the bridge so much attention. Over time, the design that was chosen did not hold up. The bridge was built in the 1920s, and by 1967, things had changed a lot. There was a lot more traffic on the roads, and the cars themselves were about twice as heavy as they had been when the bridge was first built. Locals had complained about the bridge a fair bit. Many people reported that if you got stuck in the middle of it while in traffic, you could feel the bridge wave back and forth. By 1967, about 4,000 cars would cross the Silver Bridge every day. It was being inspected on a fairly regular basis, and a few years prior, there was about $30,000 in repairs done to maintain it. The bridge looked the same and appeared to be fine, but what they didn't know was that over time the integrity of the I-bars was deteriorating. As time went by, they were becoming defective, but the only way they could have known that was to take them apart, which they did not do. The way the bridge was constructed didn't help either. Basically, it was built in a way that if one part failed, the entire thing would fail. There really was no backup plan if this thing broke. Unfortunately, on December 15th, 1967, that is exactly what would happen. The collapse occurred around 5 p.m. It was a dark evening and there were a lot of people out and about. One of the survivors reported that she felt the bridge vibrating under her, so she very quickly reversed back off the bridge and just as she made it off, she saw the entire thing give out just four feet in front of her. A single eye bar had fractured. This led to a deadly domino effect. 
As it fractured, the pin holding it came loose, which broke everything apart. 31 cars containing 64 people fell into the freezing cold Ohio River. 46 of them would not make it out. This still remains the deadliest bridge disaster in United States history. Those who survived were able to stay afloat until they were rescued or swim to safety. Unfortunately, as the bridge collapsed, it actually landed on top of all of the vehicles that had plummeted into the freezing cold water. The rescue mission was an incredibly difficult one. It was very dark out and the cars would not be accessed without removing the bridge from the water piece by piece. It soon became clear that most of those who had fallen into the water would not survive. It took weeks to retrieve the bodies. A man named Howard Boggs was in the car with his 17-month-old child and his wife who was driving. Their car fell into the river and Howard was able to be pulled to safety by a rescue boat. However, it would take six weeks for the bodies of his wife and child to be found. State Trooper Rudy O'Dell was one of the first responders on the scene. He said that the bridge shook violently, which turned the deck of the bridge over and threw the cars into the river. He said, I could hear them hollering for help. I didn't know how many there were at the time. He also said, There was absolutely nothing I could do. It was a long way out into the water. Rudy O'Dell was also tasked with taking the victims' bodies. We want to point out that Point Pleasant was a pretty small place. Just about everyone who lived there had lost at least one person who they were close to in this terrible, terrible tragedy. And Rudy O'Dell himself was no exception. Many of the bodies that he tagged belonged to people he knew. President Lyndon Johnson released a statement regarding the tragedy, and this resulted in the Task Force on Bridge Safety investigating the collapse. They concluded that the bridge collapsed because a small crack had grown into one of the eye bars. It was about three millimeters deep, but it grew around an impurity in the steel, and between the elements and the 40 years worth of small movements, none of that helped. Neither did the huge amount of vehicles that were traveling across the bridge every day. There was no way to tell that this was going to happen. There wasn't a way to take apart just that eye bar. That joint was needed to maintain the structural integrity of the bridge, which is why it was never removed. It was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge in 1969. But how does Mothman tie into all of this, you may very well ask? This was the second time Point Pleasant was in the national news. First, a large humanoid creature is sighted by many people, then a terrible disaster occurs nearby. Could the two be connected? John Keel certainly thought so. In 1975, he published his book, The Mothman Prophecies. Yes, it is the same title as the movie, <laughs> uh, where he talks about Mothman in relation to the Silver Bridge tragedy. On the evening of December 15th, some locals reported seeing Mothman flying over the Silver Bridge. Soon after these sightings, there were some other reports made. This time, men in black suits were reported to have started showing up and intimidating people, mainly the witnesses. They showed up at their houses and even their jobs to question them. And we want to take a quick second to talk about the men in black and who they are. So a lot of folks have probably heard of the Men in Black and know that they are a huge part of the unexplainable phenomena lore. They often show up around the time of events and not only question, but sometimes harass and even attack witnesses of these events. The term is usually used when talking about government agents or folks who work for other organizations that we may not even know about. Some witnesses report seeing men who didn't exactly look like men, often with glasses covering, strangely large eyes, as well as translucent white skin. 
they often seem to struggle with basic human tasks and are often seen looking at really normal things as if they've never seen them before. A reporter from Point Pleasant named Mary Heyer reported a strange visit from these men. She reported on strange occurrences such as Mothman and UFO sightings pretty often and she was well known in town. One evening in January of 1967, she reported a visit from a man dressed in a black suit who had thick glasses covering strange eyes. He showed up at her office and he began to ask her for directions to a town that is about three hours away. She answered his questions, but he began to move closer and closer to her until he was completely invading her space. He began to ask her about the article she had been writing and asked her why she felt the need to write and publish such things. Luckily, she had a co-worker there with her and she called them to come into her office while the man was there. The weirdest thing she reported was that when she stepped away to take a phone call, she apparently saw the man pick up her pen and look at it with a completely fascinated expression on his face. Then he apparently took off, still holding the pen while laughing. Yikes. That's scary too. I, very unsettling because it's like not outwardly like aggressive or violent it's just freaking weird just super bizarre and apparently she saw him again a few weeks later standing near her office when he saw her this time he ran into his car and he drove away mary's niece connie carpenter also had a strange encounter with both the men in black and mothman connie's actually known for being one of the few witnesses who was able to see the face of mothman she described by saying, It was horrible, like something out of a science fiction movie. Strangely enough, soon after, she began to suffer from Clyde conjunctivitis, which is an eye disorder caused by long exposure from UV rays. It wasn't long until she received a strange visit from a man in black. A man waved her over to his car while she was walking to school. She thought he may need directions, so she went over to him. She reports that he then attempted to pull her into her via into his vehicle and that he even ripped her shirt in the process. She also said that she had a note slipped under her front door a few hours later. It read, Be careful, girl. I can get you yet. Jesus. Like, that's awful. And it's like, at this point, it's like, are these aliens? Are these weird FBI agents? Like, what do you even believe at this time? Because, like, I feel like for me, I'm pretty skeptical. And so if I'm already, like, dealing with the emotional turmoil of seeing fucking Mothman... Well, and consider that, like, the 60s was very tense in America because it's, like, the height of the Cold War and, like, all this stuff is kicking off and it's like, oh, is it the Russians? And, like, is it UFOs? You know, is it the CIA? Just honestly, like, everything is horrifying in this situation. <laughs> I, oh, I think eventually we would love to do a full series on the Men in Black. Yeah, I'm definitely yes, down. absolutely. They're really interesting phenomena, and we can honestly talk about them for hours here. But this is not about them. It's about Mothman, and apparently the little fella really gets around. Yeah, he does. In fact, in 2002, a Georgian newspaper called Svobodnaya Gruzia reported that Russian ufologists claimed that sightings of Mothman foreshadowed not only one, but several hundred natural disasters and even terrorist attacks. They've also stated that they believe Mothman was seen in Russia and that creatures like him are seen around the world. They talk about how a man in Georgia ran into St. David's Church one day and told them to stop the services. He claimed he was told by a ghost with wings who came to his house at night and told him that the church would be in danger. People just assumed that the man was unwell and ignored what he said. Days after, an earthquake struck Georgia and damaged a 
130 monuments, including the church. Just a few days after this, there were sightings in China. Soon after, there was a deadly plane crash. Now, is it possible that this is a singular Mothman or a number of similar creatures? Mothmen? Or, I mean, there's always the incredibly obvious possibility that none of these sightings really happened or that it was cranes or something, but, I mean, to me, that's not nearly as fun as a, as a theory. No way. I, I prefer I prefer the fun stuff. I like yeah, it. for sure. Uh, Mothman has also been linked to tragic events such as September 11 terrorist attacks. There were actually reported sightings around that time too. Some believe that Mothman is a bad omen, but others have compared him to an angel-like creature. So I guess it kind of goes both ways. It really. I mean, some people think that he causes the events. Some people think he's warning you of the events and he doesn't want you to be there. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of take it or leave it. Or is he even real? Is he? So what do we know? Basically, there have been sightings all around the world of this strange humanoid creature with horrible red eyes for years. It doesn't seem like the legend of Mothman is going anywhere. But what the hell is he? Where did he come from? What does he want? There are a lot of theories. Some are a little bit more interesting than others, so we've thrown in a little bit of everything here. We're going to keep an open mind here, and so should you. Because you don't want to upset the Mothman, do you? No. <laughs> first things first, there is a theory that he could be a bird. We've already talked a little bit about the sand crane, but it's possible that Mothman is a type of West Virginia owl. I mean, owls are really bizarre animals. It seems like the most likely culprit when it comes to this theory is the barn owl. For those of you watching, we're going to throw up a photo of one of these things. If one of these was flying next to my car, I would be horrified. They have giant scary eyes. And overall, if you didn't expect to see something like this, I can see why it would be extremely unsettling. Not to mention, owls make really scary noises too. They can click, they hiss, they shriek. I mean, they're just fantastic. Oh yeah. They also love to roost in abandoned areas. And if you didn't know one of these was around and you were already nervous and heard the sounds it makes without knowing what it is, you would be terrified. Yeah, I mean, like, barn owls have, like, quite a screech, I think, They're right? loud, yeah. yeah. And as the resident crazy bird lady, I just want to chime in on this. Uh, very recently, I had the opportunity to get up close with a pair of really, really beautiful owls, and I was so excited to see them. And when I finally did, my first thought was, holy shit, this thing could kill me. <laughs> and you guys, you know I love birds, I do. But they have gigantic talons, like the size of my fingers. Their wings are huge. They have these really weird eyes and their movements are just so so bizarre when they get mad at you they poof up really big and honestly i wouldn't mess with an owl ever and you know what now that i think about it it just occurred to me if you've ever seen a video of like an owl like running on land that's pretty unsettling oh my god yeah but i mean which could explain the couple saying that like oh it wasn't overly elegant on its feet but my only i guess caveat to that is they said it was like eight feet tall of course, this could be an exaggeration, but, like, an owl isn't going to even be, like, three feet tall, you would think? I mean, it's hard to say. Some owls get really big. Like, I recommend those of you who are watching, look up what a harpy owl is, That's right? True. Like, those yeah. things are crazy. But at the end of the day, like, I... I mean, it could have been up on a branch, so they thought it was that right? big or it's, something, it's and then say, it like, swooped them. This theory really makes me think, because I feel like, logically, it makes sense in my head, but at the same time, it just doesn't... Take off all the boxes? Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. 
Barn owls, however, have what is called a very weak eye shine, meaning that there isn't really a way that the eyes could ever reflect back or glow red the way Mothmans are reported to. Owls are great and all, but let's get into one of my personal favorite theories. Is Mothman a military-engineered flying weapon? I don't know. Is he? Oh, just you wait. <laughs> let's think about this for a second. To those of you listening, open up your big, beautiful minds to this theory. Let's remember where the first reported sightings happened. Happened in an area where it was known for military work and their presence. We know that they made ammo and explosives there. But what else did they do there that we don't know about? So there's actually a few theories here. One being that he was created in cooperation with the Bell Aircraft Corps, who was working on a way for soldiers to fly from one location to another with something that they called a rocket bell. And that is a low-powered propulsion device that allows the person wearing it to fly short distances or leap over great areas. Basically what most of us would consider like a jetpack or something. Was this just some military dude on a jetpack? I don't know why that idea is so funny. Did you some dude going out for a ride? Like, I don't know. Honestly, if this was the case, the reality would be a lot more, like, sinister because I'm sure he isn't, like, happily going for a ride totally. to, like, say hi to them. But I can imagine him having a good time on the jetpack. I think so. I, this is the theory that I, I think, lean most towards, especially if it was able to fly after people's cars at high speed. The red eyes maybe were some kind of, like, night vision goggles or something like that, too. Another theory is that while attempting to create that, they could created Mothman instead, with the intention of using him as a flying weapon. Can you imagine an army of Mothman flying at you? That's scary. I love, like, the shrieking. You know, the the United States, I guess all these big superpowers over the years with, like, China, Russia, the U.S., they're all like, oh, what, what are they cooking up? What You know, they're probably doing cloning behind the scenes. They've probably got all sorts of things we don't know about. But it's like, Mothman? That's the best you could come up with? They wouldn't expect it. You know, you are right there. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it is Mothman. true. It is true. So another theory is that Mothman is a mutant that was created due to land and water pollution and a proximity to gene-altering chemicals. I don't know if I prefer Mothman or, like, the swamp thing. Ooh, yeah. I guess there, if this is the case, if this theory is correct, that would be kind of a very similar backstory. You know what I wonder, though? And here's... I like this theory. It's a fun theory. Um, but... I feel like if he really was created because of pollution, he wouldn't be the only one. No, you'd have, like, mutant rabbits, yeah. mutant deer, mutant... Rabbit man. <laughs> mutant wild hogs. Oh, my God, you could have, like, Rocksteady and Bebop in real life. Hog man. Uh, no, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> this theory is interesting because after the war, the land was leased to a bunch of chemical companies. So, like we mentioned before, a lot of the chemicals from the ammunition, as well as whatever these chemical companies were doing leached into the water system, and it's still something that's a problem at the McClintic Wildlife Management Area to this day. All of these chemicals in the land, as well as the water, is sure to affect the environment there, especially the animals who call it home. Is it possible that they were doing some kind of strange gene-altering experiment, and he either escaped or he was created by the byproducts of them? This is honestly, like, I don't know. This is my favorite theory, because it reminds me of something out of, like, a comic book. It is book, true. Right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. very, like, fictional. <laughs> I, I do like the kind of, I think I'm a romantic at heart, so I like the romantic, not like sexy romantic. like Sexy Mothman? Yeah. I'm, although I'm sure if you look in, there's fan fiction out there for you. That's a Mothman. Oh, God. He's like Fabio. He's got long flowing antenna or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mothy six pack. But you're so right. I think it's kind of, I don't know. I, w I would like a movie where it's like, 
I don't know, a little kid discovers him and they become friends or something, like Bigfoot. Yeah. My pal Mothman. (laughs) My buddy. My mate Mothman. (laughs) I would watch the crap out of my mate Mothman. Somebody do it. Let's... Animators out there, get you, it. You can have that one. You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of fun, this next theory is absolutely out of this world. Is Mothman something from another planet? So let's talk about a very interesting UFO experience that was reported in 1952 in Virginia. And we want to note that this happened far before the first reported Mothman sighting. It was reported that two hours away from Point Pleasant, a ball of light was seen shooting across the sky before it landed in the woods. Numerous people reported seeing a large metallic object as well. Edward and Fred May, two brothers, and their friend Tommy reported seeing a bright light fly across the sky and land in a nearby farmer's field. They ran home to tell Kathleen May, who accompanied the boys and a few other people that went to investigate. They reported seeing a pulsing red light and then seeing a man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. This creature was eventually labeled the Flatwoods Monster. The group reported that the creature made a strange hissing sound and began to glide towards the group. Sorry, I just about choked on my tongue there. Scary. (laughs) It was then that they ran away terrified. They also reported a really terrible smell coming from the monster, and many reported that they felt extremely sick afterwards. Police investigation did not turn up anything other than strange marks in the field and some odd gummy deposits. And I just want to point out one thing when, when I was reading about this is... We were talking before about how likely it would be that you would poop your pants if you saw Mothman. And when I was reading that they reported that they, like, smelled something strange, I, like, pictured the one dude who, like... Oh, like, something from, like, a movie. Yeah, where right. Like, the one kid shat his pants and the other kids was like, yeah, there was a weird smell. And he was like, mm-hmm, super there weird sure smell. was. Yeah, super I don't know weird. what it was. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we should eventually do an episode on the Flatwoods Monster, too, because it's a really interesting story. It is. There were so many people that witnessed it. Mothman and the Flatwoods Monster do have some differences, but the similarities between the two have caused many people to speculate that Mothman arrived here from another planet, too. Quite a few of the reported Mothman sightings are accompanied by UFO sightings or strange lights, so a lot of people out there do believe this. There are so many theories when it comes to Mothman and what he could possibly be, and the number of sightings do raise a lot of questions. Mothman has been seen in not only different parts of America, but the world. And because of that, Mothman has not only become a well-known creature and legend, he's become a huge part of popular culture. You certainly don't need to be some kind of cryptid expert to know who Mothman is. In fact, I would argue that most folks are at least familiar with the name. I mean, there's no doubt, Mothman's kind of everywhere these days. I have this show that I love. It's called (laughs) Inside Job. It's on Netflix. Really funny adult cartoon show about an organization that's in charge of, like, all the conspiracies in the world. And Mothman actually works there. He isn't a huge (laughs) character, but every time I see him, I love it. He has big, big wings, and he wears a fancy blue suit, but he doesn't have pants on. (laughs) And he works for the Inhuman Resources Department. And, like, on the flip side, from a gaming point of view, there's also a character in a game called Monster camp and he's called moss man but he's very very much based on mothman and he loves to gossip i feel like mothman would love to gossip i could see it um he's actually in a lot of video games you can even find him in gta san andreas also let's not forget fallout 76 he is referred to as the bright one by cultists who worship him and the creatures appear in the game as random encounters and honestly you guys like i have tried to play fallout 76 quite a few times and i couldn't get into it but this makes me want to give it another chance and they also sell really awesome mothman merch on their website now 
I mean, same. I've tried Fallout 76, like, several times now. I've tried it by myself, because I love the Fallout series. Mm-hmm. I love all the little Easter eggs they do. I would probably, you know, I could probably bite the bullet and just uh, give 76 another try just to find them. Let's go Mothman hunting. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Honestly, we could go on all day about Mothman in popular culture. It's pretty amazing how much his popularity has exploded, even in just in the last few years. And let's not forget the Mothman Museum. Yes. It was established in 2006, and it's in Point Pleasant and it's been officially added to our list of places we want to go someday when we can travel for the podcast. They have a 24-7 live Mothman camera called the Mothcam. Brilliant. Right? (laughs) Which is set to the Mothman statue that you can go and visit. Folks come from all over the world to see it and interact with the statue. The museum also has numerous articles on display as well as photos and videos that they have collected over the last 40 years. It actually sounds like a pretty awesome place to visit. Right? I'm so down. We're going someday. All in all, it looks like the fascination with Mothman is not going anywhere. This is really a great example of the unknown turning into (laughs) almost a household name. We truly wonder what the future is going to bring for Mothman sightings, if anything. And so, Charlotte, with that, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, like any cryptid, it's probably a case that's similar to the Loch Ness Monster, or, or like I said, any other cryptic like that. Um, our eyes and brains often deceive us, and because we humans love to find an explanation for the unexplained, I feel like we often mash together just, like, bits and pieces that make the most sense to our brains yeah. with the information that we're aware of. So I just kind of figured like during the 60s they wouldn't have had even the technology and stuff that we have today so when you see something that your brain can't comprehend it's just gonna like squish it until it fits the story that Mm -hmm. is available to your brain at the time if that makes any sense absolutely it's gonna do its best to make it make sense for you as always i think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of all the theories but i do i really like the military jetpack prototype explanation because I like the idea of a soldier just like messing with these couples like necking in the woods at night I would watch his TV show yeah (laughs) I would definitely watch honestly punched by mothman yes (laughs) beautiful we're coming up with a lot of gold today I agree good uh so I believe that there are creatures out there that we have yet to discover that is that's just fact true we have not explored every part of the planet and we have no clue what could be hiding out there Do I believe that a winged humanoid creature with glowing red eyes exists that is predicting or causing tragic events? No. I kind (laughs) of wish I did because that would be way more fun. But I believe he was most likely a bird. I'm Honestly, if you've never been up close to a giant owl, trust me when I say it can be pretty unsettling. However, would I consider going to Point Pleasant myself to investigate? Hell yes. Let's go, Charlotte. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and to those of you listening, what do you think? Do you believe that there are creatures out there that we may not know about? Do you think Mothman could be one of them? Let us know in the comments, on Twitter, or even email us at thegrimcurriculum at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and let us know if there are other topics you want us to cover, whether it's true crime, whether it's cryptids, whether it's haunted things. We want all of it. Let us know, yeah. Next week, we'll be getting back into the nitty-gritty world of true crime. So make sure you don't miss out on the Grim Curriculum news by following us on Instagram at thegrimcurriculum and grimcurriculum on Twitter. You can also find us on social media. I'm Dina V on Twitch. 
Dina VIG on Instagram and Dina V tweets on Twitter. I got it right that time. Nice. I am ominous underscore walrus on Twitter and ominous walrus on Instagram. Join us every Saturday for a new episode. We also do a live premiere on YouTube at 12 p.m. MST, so come hang out with us and discuss the case in real time. We'd love to know your thoughts and we would especially like to know what you thought of this episode. As always, thanks for listening. This has been The, the Grim, Grim Curriculum. Curriculum.